Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Elena, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, exciting times. I was been doing a little research in your career. Everything looks like you're trending up the Just way things look like. On the up and up right now. It's great. <laughs> it's great. You know, like uh, the listeners, the viewers that tune in this interview, they can see you as Rachel and uh, Alert Missing Persons Unit on Fox. What a great series so far, huh? Uh, it's been super exciting. Um, like the the first like it, there was like a double premiere episode and it yeah. was just like my heart was pumping I was so nervous um but like I'm I absolutely adore the cast they're fantastic so I'm uh I'm very excited to see how the I, like even though I'm on the show I'm excited to see how the season goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna jump into it in, in, a, in a few minutes too but I was trying to do some research on everything like I mentioned before we went on the air uh so originally from Montreal now in Toronto right yes yes yeah uh, started acting at a young age. I did. I started acting when I was 11. It was mostly like stage plays. And um, then when I graduated from high school, I didn't really want to do anything but act. So I I, uh, I did like a college degree um, yeah. in theater. And then from there, got an agent and started doing voice work and on camera work. And it's just kind of steadily steadily built like I'm a lifer yeah. like I'm just, I'm just gonna do it for the rest of my life <laughs> uh, what made you get into the entertainment industry so you started at a young age like was there like something you're watching on tv a movie film or like friends or I think I just liked the imaginary aspect of it I had a very vivid imagination growing up and I was always playing pretend and then um I stepped out on stage like in my first play and it was mm just felt like home and there's nothing that I've done in my life that has been as fun and as exciting and it's, it's like yeah. like it, it's a hard business but like it is a fun job like right. there's a whole lot of hard work involved but like at the end of the day I've gotten to play a unicorn on a cartoon and and like a, a, a god on a video game and like countless characters on camera like who else can what other what other career can you and say that they can do that right 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 and it's great about like you've done a little bit of everything you know, like you mentioned yeah. like the voiceover work for video games animation uh tv film what's okay. left like do you have like something on the bucket list you're like you got to check off i did an audiobook last year so that, that i got that okay. done um uh i guess like vr would be like really cool mm. i've never done something like that and like maybe doing like like transitioning from like um the the regular video games that like, you know, you're kind of like separated by the yeah. screen and like whatever sort of uh, gaming system that you're using and maybe like performing in a way that like is more interactive with the gamer or the person mm -hmm. who's playing. That could be really cool. I'm hoping that maybe like that's something like on my bucket list. Right. What's great now, like everything has changed. Like I've had a few uh, uh, guests on here that have done a little bit of both and like, it's yeah. great. I could do my video game and voiceover at home send the tape in and that's it. I don't have to go to the studio anymore. That actually happened during the, the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were, uh, I was, I was, um, 
the protagonist in a game from Ubisoft called uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. And I played um, one of the, like you could choose the male or female Phoenix and yeah. I was a female and uh, we were, unfortunately we had to kind of like put a pause on recording because all the recording studios were closed like right at the beginning of the pandemic. And we were we were just kind of recording a scratch tape so that the the animators could start animating. So I was like actually patching in from my apartment, like yeah. screaming and shouting, and like my <laughs> poor cat was like, "What is going on?" Um, but yeah, it was it was like an interesting time when we had to kind of adapt to that for sure. How different is it auditioning for voiceover animation compared to like TV and film? It's so different. It's so different. I, I mean, like I would apply the same sort of like text work, like a script okay. is a script, but like on camera, I think things are kind of gearing towards like, obviously depending on the style, like if you're in a sitcom, you can definitely play it up. But like, I think things are are getting way more natural nowadays, um, yeah. even in, a, even in voice work, but you know, you typically most performers like to be memorized so that they can just really focus on letting go and connecting with their scene partner, not thinking about the script. Mm. Um, so that there's that element involved and like, you know, making sure that you're like, if you're playing a doctor, I don't think you need to put a, like on a, a doctor costume, but like just right. like elements that you would look like, uh, like a hint of the character. Whereas like for voiceover work, like I go into my booth. I recorded a bunch of times. I listened to it. I'm like, oh my God, I hate it. I'm going to start all over again. <laughs> you can kind of like edit it and um, kind of find it as you go. And it's just a different style too. Like animation is like more energy and you can kind of put on voices. And I wouldn't ever do that for on camera um, unless it was like a crazy character that wasn't close to me at all. But mm. um, they're both really fun. So I'm glad I get to do a little bit of both. Yeah. What do you enjoy more, voiceover or a uh, TV film? Uh, I, I got to put you on the spot. I know. I know. I think it like really depends on the projects because like there's been some like animation projects that like I wish were still going because it was like my like there's uh it nothing super big happened with it but um there was this YouTube uh uh like actually three shows that were kind of created at the same time. Um, based on this like toy that was very big a couple a few years ago called Fingerlings, uh -huh. and it's it was brilliant. Like the, one of the sh one of the shows was like very much animated, and then the two other shows were like puppeteered with the toys, and they they were so creative and so funny and very meta. And I got to play this crazy unicorn, and I loved working with the director who was also the writer, and it was like just joy going there every day. And then like I got to like and then I got to do like an amazing show like alert where like I had yeah. the, a, a fantastic time and like I can't really say like if I like one or the other. I think it's just like I try to enjoy it as much as I can mm. when I get there. And sometimes like things aren't as fun and it feels more like work. But like when you really get to enjoy it, like when you're there, it's the best time in the world. Would you say alert is your favorite project to this day? For on camera? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. It was like. For, for me, like I'm a Canadian actor, like I've, I've worked a lot, but like I haven't had, uh, like, especially on TV, like I've had like 
larger roles recently, but it's usually just like one or two episodes. And mm-hmm. this was really nice. Uh, I don't want to like spoil anything, but I'm on more than one yeah. and I have like a little episode arc and, and I got to do things on the set that I've never gotten to do. And it was, um, as an actor, it was really satisfying for sure. Amazing. What about like for voiceover work? What's been your favorite? You think? Uh, definitely a tie between that fingerling show where I played the crazy sugar addicted unicorn and yeah. um, the Ubisoft game, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rides in, cause it was like a longer process, yeah. like recording the whole game and like developing the character. And um, like, I just loved playing her. Like she was just like a, a, like very close to me, but like in a very heightened situation. And um mm. The, the game like is like I actually played it and it was really fun and it kind of like like is under the radar like I, I think people when they play it they enjoy it but it got released like around the same time as um oh my god what was that Keanu Reeves game that everybody was freaking out about like a couple years ago oh, oh I, I was a cyberpunk cyberpunk it got released yeah, yeah, like, yeah. two weeks before cyberpunk and like it kind of just like like uh, kind of disappeared but like people still play it and like I yeah. I like I'm i Love that character. So I think that's my, that's a tie. (laughs) So yeah, let's jump on your, in your latest project now, Alert Missing Persons Unit, which premiered on Fox a few weeks ago. Uh, How were you approached for the series? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, So I, I sent in an audition and uh, I really loved the character. Like it just really felt like me. Uh, It was like one of those times where it's like, oh, I can just like totally be me. Like the character description is Rachel, she's like in quotations, it says she's a bottle of friggin' sunshine. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's like I could be that. And yeah. um, I got a call that uh, I was being put forward to the network to to see if they wanted to work with me. And my agent forewarned me that they were being very like um uh like they weren't really going with like everything, like everyone that the creatives were interested in. So I was yeah. like, Oh, oh goodness. Like maybe I won't get it. And then she called me like an hour later saying you booked it. Um, and it was just like, it happened very fast and I had to head to Montreal and it, it was, it was great. And it was exciting because, um, sometimes like you, like you don't know what's going to happen in the episodes and, and, uh, it was just really cool to like find out that the story kept going. So it was fun. So I was reading a, I was reading some reviews on the show and everything. And like so far, it's been good reviews on the show. What's your thoughts yeah. on all this? And what's been like the reaction from people that you've spoken to about the show? Um, like people who I haven't spoken to in years have messaged me just saying, like, oh my God, I love the show. It's so great. Um, it's also really fun uh because I'm from Montreal and I have yeah. like a lot of um people that I know, like actors that are still there and they're on the show. Like, it's so exciting to be watching and be like, oh my God, that's so-and-so and that they did such a great job. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, I'm excited for non-actors to see it, but I'm also excited for like yeah. the community there that like, they're all getting to see themselves like in a pretty big show and like, they're doing so great. So it's, uh, it's been an exciting time. So you mentioned it gets filled in Montreal, huh? Yeah, it does. I mean, wait, it's it's definitely filmed in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. No, because because it's funny because like I hear mostly like whenever I have like Canadian actors that come on there, they tell me everything's in Toronto. So is this like one of the first things in Montreal or has it been more? Oh, I think a lot gets filmed in Montreal, like a lot of things okay. that look like New York, um, like European stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Montreal's been on the map for a long time for filming. Uh, and then uh, I think it like like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, like those are the big ones for Canada. Like and uh, a lot of stuff comes to shoot up here. So uh, you'd be surprised the amount of stuff that gets shot in Montreal. So we mentioned we see you as Rachel, medical examiner. How do you prepare to play such a role? Like kind of research did you put into it? Um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, that was a couple of months ago. So please don't quiz me. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I didn't have to interact that much with any sort of bodies, but like yeah. just kind of get an idea of what she does day to day. It was it was a good idea just to um, do some research like that. I, I personally like I think like I'm very close to her, but I think that's the one thing that I couldn't do. I like, I <laughs> like, I'm like a huge fear of death. So it's just ironic that I'm playing someone who's a medical examiner. <laughs> what do you, what, uh, what's, what do you think was the biggest challenge playing this character? And what do you love about her? Um, well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but like, there are some, yeah. there's like a couple of the scenes were like, not like not emotionally challenging in that I couldn't do it, but just mm. that like, some of the scenes like had some some like disappointment or some like heartbreak and and it's um I'm excited to see how that came across but like on set like that's it's always fun as an actor to play but yeah. as a human being it's kind of like you kind of have to go through it truthfully and then at the end of the day you kind of shake it off and like you know go have a cupcake or something but right. you know it's like it's fun to play but it's also like you kind of have to dig a little deep for those things mm. and I saw I was reading you know when I was doing the research you have a lot of seats with Petey Gibson yeah. How is it working with him? He's unbelievable. Like just the sweetest person I've ever met. Um, when I found out that I I booked it, uh, I got an email from the wardrobe department and they were doing a fitting with him. And he was so excited to to see who had they who they had cast as Rachel. Mm. Now wardrobe knows everything. Like okay. all wardrobe departments, they have to know everything in advance because they have to buy clothes and stuff. So they're like, they, they know all the information. Mm. Um, so they, they messaged me and just said, would you be cool if we gave PD your contact info? And, uh, he just wants to meet you before. So we, we, we hopped on a zoom call and we chatted and like, he just wanted to make sure I was like comfortable and, um, like no other act I, i'm sure in the history of tv actors have yeah. done that before but no one's ever done that for me and it was like such a lovely gesture and like so professional and like he just like a game like right. top notch like he's just such a great guy and i'll speak of the rest of the cast now you have scott Kahn and donia ramirez but that's a fantastic little duel right there oh my god yeah they're so cool <laughs> i didn't get to interact with i had one scene with them but like what a pleasure it was just being in the same room as like such an impeccable cast, like, like so professional, like, no, they know exactly what they're doing. They're so friendly. They're so supportive. Like that. And it feels like a group of friends when you're around them, which is really cool. That's awesome. And who knows? Maybe in future episodes, you have more scenes with them. We never know. Hopefully it gets a second season. <laughs> um, What's next for you now? Any other uh, projects you're allowed to tell us about? Um, I'm currently, um, uh, as well as being an actor, I'm also a, a screenwriter. And my I, I, I'm not allowed talking specifically about the details, but 
Um, I am working on a rom-com with my writing partner uh, for a production company in Toronto that um, uh, those usually get sold to like Lifetime or Hallmark or things like that. So yeah. uh, we're really excited because it's our first, uh, like it's our first gig and we've been working on being writers for like three years, just kind of like toying yeah. around and we, we sold an idea. So it's, it's very exciting. So we're uh, in that in um in the process of writing it together and hopefully it'll be on screen in in the next year or so yeah. now is your plan to be in it you think or you want to work on the outside i think i could maybe like try to no <laughs> i think for the first one we'll let other actors do it but maybe yeah. in the future it'd be fun to just like throw in like a, a fun character for me to play yeah. I, I did note, I saw that uh, you, you teach acting too, right? I do, yeah. yeah. So what do you tell all the newbies that are trying to break into the business? What do you, uh, what's one advice that you give to them? Um, I think that anyone can act if they want to do it. Absolutely. I don't think it's like a magical gift. I think sometimes, I, I think like based on how someone is raised and if they're like emotionally open, it's a bit easier for some people to get into it. And some yeah. people, maybe they like, have an emotional block that they need to work through. And that's totally cool. Everybody's got their own thing. Um, but I think like the thing that I say to most people, if they want to do this professionally is that uh, like some people, like they audition for something and they get it right away and they're super famous, but that's like really the odd person. It's right. mostly people just, you know, continuing to do what they do and trying to get better and just trying to like, I, I think the advice that I took most to heart was that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So mm. I've been doing this like for 20 years, <laughs> like, and, and it, it, it kind of went by like that, but like, obviously there's some good years and bad years, but like, yeah. I just want to be an actor until, you know, for the rest of my life. And, and uh, like, I, I don't really care about being famous. I just want to be challenged as an actor and like, be proud of my work and um, hopefully tell good stories. But for the people that like are just starting out, I usually you know, have like a heart to heart conversation of like, like, if you want to do this, that's cool. But yeah. like, don't give yourself a deadline if you still love it. Like in, mm -hmm. in five years, if you're like, I never want to do this again, that's totally fine. You can always come back to it if you want, but don't like, don't feel like you have to achieve success right away. Mm -hmm. It could happen, but it like happen, that's right. most of the time, it's just kind of like, just enjoy it and just try to keep doing it. Amazing. Lastly, now, uh, how can the listeners of yours find your social media to keep up with uh, news on the show, future projects? Absolutely. Um, I have an Instagram account. It's at Alana D. And uh, you can see acting updates with projects. Uh, sometimes I post pictures of my very chunky cat. So if you like that sort of thing, you can totally check me out. Um, and then I also have uh, a website with um, like my headshots and demos and updates and things like that. And that's uh, alanadunkelman.com. And if you want to see like any acting clips, um, I have like a like a Vimeo showcase so you can see some stuff that I've been in before. I want to thank you for giving me this today. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.